0: Welcome to Fresh Take, where we speak to food systems experts about topics related to organic and sustainable agriculture, healthy lifestyles, and the environment. Thanks for tuning in.
1: Welcome everyone to our latest Fresh Take episode. Today, we're very lucky to have with us Caitlin Arnold-Stefano, Farm Aid Hotline Program Manager, and we're going to be talking about Farm Aid's farmer hotline and assistant programs. Um, and I'm also joined by Andy, uh, who is our programs manager here at Florida Organic Growers. Um, welcome both. Thank you. Hi. Hi. So Caitlin, you, you know, work with Farm Aid, and I think a lot of us that are familiar with Farm Aid often think about some of the um, work that you all do with farmers and providing assistance to farmers and of course the big concert I think every year but there's a lot more that Farm Aid does and in this particular case you all have a hotline. Can you tell us a little bit about that and you know how you got involved with Farm Aid and sort of some of your reasons for getting involved with this sort of work?
2: Yeah definitely so I actually, uh, was a farmer myself. Um, and I'm from a family of farmers, on um, both, both sides, um, going back several generations. Uh, I'm from Washington state and my, my grandpa's family were, were cherry and apple farmers. Um, so I grew up going to my grandpa's farm, riding on the tractor, helping out. Mm. Um, but never thought about farming myself, uh, <laughs> But in college, I started to learn more about farm worker rights and farm worker advocacy. And that's what I thought I was going to do. But right after college, I took an internship on a small farm uh, because I wanted to see what it was like. And I farmed for the next 12 years, um, running my, my own operations, working for other farmers, in Washington, Oregon, California, um, and one year in Canada. Um, so really I, I came to this with the background of being a young farmer in the U S today, uh, which is a very challenging, um, role to be in, uh, farmland is, is very, very expensive access is very difficult. Uh, so eventually I came to a point where, I couldn't afford to buy land, and my my lease ran out on my farm that I was leasing, and um, I basically came to a point of, I can't do this anymore. So at that point, I went to work for the National Young Farmers Coalition uh, with the goal of helping other young farmers stay in their businesses, um, if at all possible. So I did a farmer organizing there for several years, organizing our Young farmer-led chapters around the country, doing a lot of policy and advocacy work. But around the same time, in 2017, um, I lost a very close farmer friend to suicide. So at that time, I started to get more interested and involved in the issue of farmer stress and mental health and suicide prevention um, I was also in grad school at the time, getting my master's in sustainable food systems, and I decided to shift my thesis to focus on farmer stress and mental health. Through that work, I got connected with Farm Aid. Uh, I interviewed them for uh, my thesis project, and at the time, I decided my goal was I'm going to work for Farm Aid at some point <laughs> down the road. Um. So, yeah. Now, now here I am at Farmaid, which is pretty cool. Um, I came on in October as the Hotline Program Manager. So I manage a team of four Hotline Operators, and I also work closely with our Farmer Services Manager. Um, so it's basically a team of six of us who work with our direct Farmer Services. I also want to mention that. FarmAid is a partner on two of the Farm and Ranch Stress Assistance Network grants in the country. So there's four regional grants. This funding was approved in the 2018 Farm Bill. National Young Farmers Coalition was one of the original grantees um, for the pilot year in 2019. When I was still there, I helped to write that grant with FarmAid. And then we were approved um, for the next three years of funding, of which we are in year two right now. So Farm Aid works closely with both the Northeastern grant and the Western grant. So a lot of our work right now is funded through this grant. It was a $7 million per region grant for three years. Um, So that work is very central to our farmer services right now. It's what allowed us to bring on our four hotline operators. It allowed us to expand our hotline hours. So now we are open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern and 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. Pacific time, um, which we were not, we didn't have those expanded hours before. So we're at a point now where we have a team of six, which is a much much larger farmer services team than we've ever had before. Um, in the past, the hotline has been operated by one staff person at Farmaid. So now we have six of us, wow. which is incredible, and it's allowing us to do uh, so much more than just run our hotline.
0: Um, I, I want to go back and and hear more about um, just. What Farm Aid is in general, and, and how you started. But before we do that, I, I have a couple of follow up questions. Like with that team of six people who are, I imagine talking directly right over the over the line with farmers. What kind of training are they going through to be able to support those farmers?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. So one thing I do want to clarify is that we oftentimes the Farm Aid hotline is referred to as a crisis line. But in reality, we are not only a crisis line. We do take calls from farmers in crisis. However, most of the calls that we get are just farmers looking for resources. So I think of us more as a resource line or a referral line. Um, We can handle crisis calls up to a certain point. But we also just get calls about funding, financing, legal issues. Um, How do I start a farm? Uh, We get a lot of beginner farmers um, land. How do I get on land? Uh, How do I get money to buy equipment? So we are really a broad resource and referral line um, rather than just a crisis line. However, we are the only national hotline that is geared specifically towards farmers. There are regional hotlines around the country, but we are the only national hotline geared towards farmers. So we only talk to farmers usually. Um, Our training kind of runs a gamut of crisis training, suicide prevention, farmer mental health and stress, um, legal. We're in a series of trainings right now with FLAY, um, which is a farmers legal action group. They started right at the same time as farm aid and do amazing work with farmers around legal issues. Land access, uh, veterans, how to work with with veterans. We get a lot of veteran farmers calling conflict resolution. Uh, I'm trying to think of all the different different things that we train on. basically we try to we try to think of every, every reason why a farmer might call us. Um, We know a lot about USDA programs and FSA, working with FSA, what that's like for farmers. Um, We get a lot of calls with farmers who are frustrated with their FSA agent and need some assistance with figuring out how to navigate that system. Um, Recently, we've had an uptick in calls from farmers who are looking to transition their land to a family, a younger family member, um, or a younger farmer that they might know in their community. Um, disaster calls, so climate crisis. Um, we we t- we do a lot of calls after a climate disaster happens, um, and some some farmers just call needing to talk. They just need someone to listen, and we do that too. So. Really what, you know, we are not trained social workers. We're not trained mental health therapists. So we're not, we're not trained in counseling or therapy. We all have a really broad variety of, vac- of backgrounds uh, from working with extension, working with farmers and farmers markets, doing policy and advocacy. We have legal backgrounds on our team. Um, teaching backgrounds on our team. So we really come from a variety of backgrounds. And I would say the main the main takeaway and training and theme that we have is empathy. So the ability to just listen and empathize with these farmers and to understand what it is to be a farmer in the U.S. today, which is a very challenging role in our society.
1: It certainly is. And, and speaking of backgrounds, I sort of, when I was listening to your background and some of the things that you were saying, and you mentioned, you know, having spent time in Canada, I just want to remind everyone that Andy came to us from Canada. She's originally (laughs) from Canada, Uh, proud proud Canadian, and we love having her with us. Uh, (laughs) And so, but uh, it doesn't really matter, I think, often where we come from. Either, you know, we spend time in a farm, grew up in a, you know, farm family, or somehow got connected to farming somehow. Um, I think you mentioned just uh, now the empathy that we got to have for farmers is very, very important. And the uh, uh, idea that often what we all need, whether it's in our work, uh, professional work, farmers or whatever, is sometimes to uh, have conversations with people about some of the things that I think we all share in terms of problems and struggles. And so it's, mm-hmm. it's so great that, you know, Pharma Aid is, is doing this. Um, this is just, this is really good.
0: Yeah, um... Kalen... Oh,
2: oh go sorry, ahead. go ahead.
0: <laughs> no, no, you go. <laughs> I was just going to ask if the hotline is free. Yes.
2: Yep. All of our farmer services are completely free. So, our hotline operators are, you know, ready to take your call. Um, And, you know, we're going to do the best we can to get you the resources that we think will help you the most. Um, We also mention our farmer resource network, which is the other segment of our direct farmer services work right now that is growing the fastest. Um, This is our online search tool. So We've really been building this out over the last couple of years. It's a tool where farmers can go online and put in keywords, location, topics, um, and it will pull up a list of resources, the most relevant resources uh, for your, your problem that you're looking for. Um, so we work really hard on that too. And we hope that between the between the hotline and the online tool, you know, we know some some people want to go online and, and do a search. Um, and we know some people want to call and talk to someone. So we hope that by, you know, having those two, two services available, we can really provide the resources that farmers are looking for. And that is free as well. And we also don't list anything in that online search tool that is not free. Um, we do have a couple, you know, things in there that might not be a nonprofit, but they offer something that is free of charge to farmers. Um, and nothing that we list is ever anything where you have to like make an account to access. We make sure that it is just available for you as soon as you click on it. So we do, we do a lot of vetting, I should say, um, around what we include in that online search tool.
0: That's so helpful because you can really get lost among all the things that are available online. So that's really wonderful to have an organization that can do that groundwork for for farmers. Yes. Um, Can we take it back and talk about, if you could just give us a bit of history about FarmAid and how it started and what it started as, um, just in case some of our listeners don't know about FarmAid. Yeah, definitely. So obviously, Willie Nelson is (laughs) how probably most most
2: people know about FarmAid. Um so Farm Aid started in 1985 in the midst of the 80s farm crisis. Um that first year there was the first Farm Aid concert organized uh, by Willie Nelson, Neil Young and John Mellencamp and that was really to raise awareness about what was happening on family farms. Um we were losing farmers, we were losing farms by extreme numbers every week, um, during that crisis. So that first concert, I believe raised around $7 million to support family farms, you know, and that was in 1985. So quite a bit of money to get, you know, not only raise awareness, but to directly help farmers stay on their land. So farm aid really started as a way to bring together farmers, artists, advocates, and consumers to support our farm and food system. Um, we do the festival every year now. So it, it does happen every year. Obviously during COVID, we had one virtual year. Um, it moves around the country. So it's not in the same, I don't think it's been in the same place twice in a row. Um, And we have not released yet where it's going to be this year, so that's upcoming. But what happens with that? So what we raise from the festival, uh, we grant out directly to smaller nonprofits around the country that are working with their farming communities in various aspects. So every year we do that direct granting out of those funds, and then that flows to the farmers in those communities. We believe that you know Farm Aid is a national organization, uh, but we know there are tons of uh, nonprofits who are working directly on the ground with the farmers in their communities, and they know those needs better than we do. So um, that's how we we disseminate that funding.
1: So I was gonna just sort of follow up because okay. you mentioned the uh, the nonprofits. So how do nonprofits? apply for these grants or how can they find out more for those people listening that are part of nonprofits and either working directly with farmers right now, uh, how does that process work? And and, uh, is it like an announcement that comes out every year, uh, uh, deadlines that, you know, those things I think might be something that our listeners might want to, you know, find out about.
2: Yeah. So organizations can just email grants at farmaid.org. Okay. Uh, to get more information about the process, and mm-hmm. we do the granting uh, in the fall after the festival. So the, the festival is usually in late September, early October, and then the granting process runs from around mid October until the end of the year. Um, so we are, you know, getting submissions from organizations throughout the year, kind of on a rolling basis. Hmm. We get together as a full staff, and we review every single grant application. Uh And then we kind of advocate for the ones that we think um, are the best fit, are the most um, intriguing for what they're doing with farmers, are the most pertinent. So it's a really interesting process. It allows all staff to be involved, which I think is really important. And then we're all aware of, you know, where is this funding going, Um, it's great. It's, and it's a fun time. We get to learn about all this amazing work that's happening around the country Mm -hmm. as well with farmers. And it's just incredible how much work is happening. It, Mm -hmm. It really is incredible. And then it's also kind of humbling because I feel like we have so much work, more work to do, if that makes sense.
1: Oh, it definitely makes a lot of sense to us. And in fact, I was just thinking, you know, a lot of what we uh, here at Florida Organic Growers, what we try to do is to work, you know, at the local level, um, mm-hmm. trying to strengthen markets and opportunities for our farmers, especially here in Florida. W- can you maybe speak a little bit about some of that work as well that Farm Aid does? And, and of course, you guys doing it, um, you know, across the country, strengthening local and regional markets.
2: Yeah. So, you know, really the, the other than raising money for grassroots farming organizations, the festival is a celebration of farmers. So it really is meant to, you know, highlight the work and the role that farmers play in our society today. Mm -hmm. Um, I think Such a big part of what we're trying to do, and especially around the mental health and stress work, is to open the eyes of our consumers to what it is to be a farmer, what it is to grow that food, and farm workers, I should say, not just, obviously, there are farm owners, farm workers, anything in between, and just really bringing to light what that life is like um so you know making consumers more aware of where the food is coming from not only where it's coming from in the sense of like how it was grown but who is growing it and what that life is like like it is a struggle it is so difficult to make a living as a farmer um it's you know farmers don't have retirement funds often they don't have sick leave they don't have vacation time um they don't have healthcare You know, it's, it's not like a regular career that um, most of us find ourselves in, you know, by working, by transferring into the nonprofit world at age 34 was the first time I had employee provided healthcare in my entire, from call, you know, from graduating college until age 34, it was the first time I made more than $10,000 a year. Um, it was the first time I felt like I can go to the doctor if I need to and not be super stressed about it. Um,
0: that's just definitely people don't understand that it seems (laughs) for the most part, you know, it's still, I work with farmers and it still feels so shocking.
2: Yeah. First time I had a paid vacation. First time I started a retirement account was age at age 34, you know? So just, just, these are the things that people don't know. They don't realize. Um, so how can we how can we just open eyes a little bit more and especially around the the idea of farmer mental health and stress you know mental health may is mental health awareness month mental health is something that is still very much stigmatized in our culture in our country and that's a big part of our farm and ranch stress assistance network work is Destigmatizing farmer mental health and stress, not only for the farmers themselves, because it's really hard for farmers to reach out if they need help. Um, but also just for the broader society to, to understand, you know, a lot of us struggle with this stuff. Um, there's nothing to be ashamed of. And that's, I see that as a huge part of our work too. I think I kind of got off your question a little
0: bit. (laughs) um <laughs> it 's still it 's still really amazing, I think that the work that farm aid is doing is so important like i just i don 't know if there 's that many programs out there for dealing with mental health specifically for farmers, so it's yeah. we 're really great grateful that you 're out there doing such great work
2: it 's growing you know there are more and more popping up, especially with this farm and ranch stress assistance network funding, which I do want to plug. <laughs> The 2023 Farm Bill is coming up. Um, We are starting to advocate to Congress that they need to continue this funding is so important. So just putting that out there is is something to be thinking about.
0: Yeah, I think it's a good point. I I think that there's um, probably a lot more advocacy for other parts of the Farm Bill. So it's nice to have that plug in there. Um, Just something that we all need to be thinking about more. Um, I was just gonna say before we wrap up, if you have any um upcoming events with FarmAid, or if you could tell us um more specifically about how people can find out about the next concert that's coming up. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So they I think they are planning to announce fairly soon. It will be on our social media uh, platforms. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, On our website, of course, is where you can find information about where it is going to be, tickets, all of that stuff. Um, And that should be in the next month or so, I would imagine. Other events, we don't have anything coming up specifically farm aid that I know of. There is a USDA farm stress convening that is happening in a couple of weeks. On which I will be a panelist. Um, I don't think that is just open to the public, but we'll be we'll be sharing the link of that panel once we have it on our website as well. Um, also, our blog is a great on our website is a great way to just hear about what we're doing, what's going on, and obviously signing up for our newsletter. That actually is probably, if people want to get, you know, as soon as the news drops about the festival, they should sign up for our newsletter as that will come to their inbox, you know, right away.
0: Fantastic. Well, we really appreciate you being with us today and bringing to light some of the really important issues of mental health with farmers and and the great work that FarmAid is doing in general. Um, Your website is farmaid.org, just to remind everyone. Yep. Yep perfect. Well, thank you so much for being with us. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Fog is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. So to keep our content available and free to the public, we need your help. Please subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen and consider making a tax deductible donation. Learn more about our work on our website, www.foginfo.org.